Welcome to the Favorites Podcast. I am Chad Millman of the Action Network. It's Wednesday, which means it is Scooch Day. Joining me from the Orleans and all the Boyd Gaming books around the country, bookmaker to the world as anointed by me, Mr. Bob Scucci. Gets better every time. It does. How you doing? Every time I hear it, like, it's like epiphanies and horns and inspiration and i i only want you to have something bigger than this podcast honestly (laughs) that's pretty hard to do that's about as big as it gets well it certainly made you more famous than me (laughs) look at that come on come on Come on. Did you hear the review that uh, we read on the Friday edition of The Favorites last week? I'm sure you didn't because you're not aware that this podcast exists outside of (laughs) your particular time frame. But on Friday, uh, we read a review that somebody sent in that basically said, I can't wait to come have uh, Scooch's book, The Odds, which I've already had Scooch sign, signed by everybody else in the podcast. And then... This person went on to name everybody who does the podcast with us on Mondays and everybody who does the podcast with us on Fridays. The only person not named was me. Here, I'll read it to you. Love the Friday podcast. If there was a meetup so I could get my book, The Odds, which is already signed by Bob Scucci, signed by Black Jack Fletcher, also Paul LaDuca and Jeff Schwartz, and most importantly, Georgina, that would be great. Georgina (laughs) is like... uh, the voice of the the voiceover of the podcast on Friday. I can't believe I have to explain the concept of what happens on our Friday <laughs> podcast to you. On your own podcast. Yeah. What do you think? That's of that? great. Yeah, it's great. Right? Well, he forgot you. Apparently, forgot you. I don't think it was forgetful. <laughs> I think it was entirely That's great. So I thought last weekend Scooch was really interesting because. There were a lot of games where, as you had said you would, lines were inflated um, because the public was cash rich. The public was overconfident after a weekend in which like 11 games in which the majority of tickets, uh, those games covered. Um, So, you know, you had some huge numbers. You had, I think, the Chargers were at 80% of betting tickets. I think the Falcons were over 70. I think the Chiefs were over 70. The Patriots were over 70. Um, big weekend. A lot of big, big, big home dogs. A lot of big dogs generally. I did an experiment where I basically betted every scenario, uh, plus a couple other bad ones, and then I ignored two others. Um, I ignored the Chargers, and I ignored the Seahawks. I would have bet the Chargers. I would have bet the Seahawks. That was stupid of me. Um, I bet the Cardinals. I won. I bet the Browns. I won. I bet um, the Bengals. I lost. Titans. I I bet the Titans. I won. 
Then I lost the Bengals. I lost the Jets minus seven. I lost the Bucks Redskins over. And I lost the Dolphins plus nine and a half. So my point is that, talk to me here, because the big numbers, like if I had only played what against the public or the home dogs, I would have done pretty well. Yeah, it was a big week for us uh, with a couple of the dogs winning the game straight up. That always helps. So the Titans winning straight up, the Browns winning straight up, completely made the day. Kind of similar to the week before in reverse where we were cooked by three of the games early and then it didn't really matter what happened the rest of the day. It was kind of the opposite here. Once we had those two games that, that won, really didn't matter too much the rest of the day. We gave a bunch back. We lost all the three late games. Uh, the public was all over Seattle, plus the nine and a half, plus nine against against the Rams. They were all over the Chargers, and they were all over the Packers against the Dolphins. So we went 0-3 in the, in the late games and still managed to have what I consider the best uh, Sunday of the year, uh, at least for us so far. And uh, wow. uh, partly was the, the Cowboys also winning straight up against the Eagles. Uh, but uh, but but yeah, it was a lot of inflated lines. It wasn't our best bookmaking job, and you know I, I know it sounds sounds funny. Sometimes when you lose money, and I've said this before, sometimes you're you're proud of the way you booked, even when you lose. But when you win money, I think we gave too much back because of a lot of those inflated lines. Uh, you know, probably a little gun shy from the week before public laying some of these favorites at a 70 80 percent clip and you tend to tend to drift up on the that line a little bit especially when you're not getting too much take back and then on the day of the game we did get a lot of take back so i think i think we probably gave a little bit too much away but overall like i said probably the best sunday of the year best sunday of the year that is saying something going into week 10 going into week 11 coming out of week 10 having your best sunday of the year you mentioned it wasn't your best bookmaking day. You talk about the late games. Explain what went wrong from a bookmaking perspective in those late games. So the bookmaking actually wasn't bad in the in in the three late games. We just lost the three late games. The the bookmaking was bad on the games we won, where we we didn't sit tight on some of those numbers and and just let people lay lay the favorites. Um, so. You know, we went to seven on the Patriots and probably took too much back on the Titans. Uh, we we went to six and a half on the Falcons. We opened four and a half on on the Falcons. We went to six and a half. I think we took too much back at plus six and a half on the Browns. So that so, I, the the games we didn't do our best bookmaking were on games we actually won money on. That's interesting. So like you got a little, like you said, you got gun shy and like the money started coming in on the favorites and you move the number maybe a little too quickly or too high and then some money started coming in on the dogs and a couple of those dogs, like the Titans for sure, that number moved a lot. The Browns for sure, that number moved quite a bit. Uh, you ended up losing because you, you left the door open for people to take the dogs. Yeah, and it's, it's basically a lot of the professional bettors that are that are you know picking these, these numbers at their very highest and which we've always talked about. If you're going to bet a lot of these dogs, you bet them late right before game time and you're probably going to get the best number um even early on the thursday night game we opened the pittsburgh steelers up at five and a half and uh the the sharp guys were all over the panthers and drove that number down to three and a half and we we started taking way too much money 
on the Steelers at minus three and a half. They were just, you know, we're giving, we're getting off the decision. You know, we had a decision early on in the week, and that's what made us make the Steelers such a high favorite at five and a half. And then to give it all back right before game time at minus three and a half didn't didn't make sense. So we had to just, you know, jack it up uh, uh, an hour or two be- before kickoff, and uh, and then ended up having a pretty good game with uh, with the Steelers too. All right, here's a great story germane to this conversation that we have on uh, the Action Network right now. The Los Angeles Rams, and it pertains to the biggest game of the year, the Los Angeles Rams are historically the worst team against the spread for any team that has started as fast as they have. When's the last time they covered the spread? They didn't do it last week. (laughs) They didn't do it the week before. They didn't do it the week before that. I don't think they did it the week before that. It's been like at least a month. Yeah, it has. I mean, going back to uh, the, before the Saints game, before the, the Broncos, the Broncos covered, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been mm-hmm. a while. So that brings me to it. There's two things that are in the news that we're going to talk about in these games. Um, number one, let's get started because uh, we're going to start with the Thursday night game. Huge game. Love this game. Seattle is two-and-a-half-point favorite over Green Bay in Seattle Thursday night. I love the Seahawks in this game. Yeah, yeah, you have to, uh, but the uh, and and the public actually has been on the Seahawks even in some of the games that they lose, kind of opposite to what you just said with the the Rams. They're they're not winning these these games, but they're 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 covering. So uh, last week they uh, found a lot of value with the Seahawks getting so many points against the Rams, and then they were also all over the Packers uh, against the Dolphins. But in this one, it's a very just evenly matched game uh basically a pick'em game so uh the ticket count's pretty even slightly heavier on the seahawks but only because they're at home i think but i think you have to like the seahawks at home here um packers are kind of banged up their secondary's banged up got a lot of guys uh each game they're losing another couple guys here and there so um none of the key players but uh just you know a lot of a lot of secondary linemen and uh so we're, we tried to be a little higher on the Seahawks because it's basically a pick 'em game. So laying two and a half, I think it's a good number. I think that's a really good number. As we talk about it, I kind of want to allegedly bet it. Allegedly. Your attention, please. Chad <laughs> is making a bet. Allegedly. Allegedly, I'm going to make a bet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Alleged. Who was that? Was that, that? Was that? By the way. Was that? By the Regina? way. Yeah, that's yeah. Georgina. Oh, okay. Georgina. I'm sorry. Georgina. Sorry. Yeah, Georgina. Scooch. That's who it was. Hmm. Nice to get to know the podcast. There you go. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, all right. So if I'm allegedly betting on Seattle, that's good to know. Let's move on to the Sunday games. Minnesota is a three-point dog at the Chicago Bears. The battle for the NFC North. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. <laughs> Black and blue. This game really does look like a bruise because <laughs> the Bears are like dark navy and the Vikings are purple. And so it could be the bruise game. So I really wanted to hang this game a, a little higher uh, because I thought the public would just be all over the Bears, the way the Bears have been playing. And uh, But I, I, hung, I hung three and right out of the gate, 
we got a lot of sharp money on the Vikings at plus three. Wow. So, yeah, uh, the... I don't want to get off the number three here. I'll I'll just move money as they're they're betting the the Vikings plus the three. I'll just move it to minus twenty, and I I don't want to get in a situation where I'm bouncing back and forth between two and a half and three, because the public is going to be on the Bears here, probably at a at a two to one clip, and uh, I just don't want to get caught in a situation where it falls three. And this is this game has three written all over it, so um, another solid number. I don't think we. I don't think you're going to see a lot of these lines move in the way you do early in the season. I think kind of got a pretty good beat on it. This is going to be an epic Sunday night game. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to stay up late for this game. Which one? The late game? Oh, the, yeah. Bear, the Vikings? The, Bear, the Bears yeah. and the Vikings. Because that's the late game. Yeah. It's the late game. Yeah, I got it. Sunday night. I like the I Bears. I you're on the East Coast. You as know, you know. Staying up late. I'm trying to think. You know, staying up late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're a Bears fan. That's right. I'm a Bears fan. Wow, you remember something about me. Yeah, occasionally. It's nice to know. It's nice to know you remember the little people. Yeah. Houston is a three-point favorite on the road against the Washington Redskins. I find everything about the bookmaking here to be fascinating, Scooch. Fascinating. Nobody wants to give the Washington Redskins any respect at all for being in first place, for winning games on the road, for winning games at home that they're supposed to win, for winning against teams that they're supposed to beat, for winning hard games. The Texans have won, I don't know, five in a row, six in a row, whatever it is. They haven't beat great teams. They had a really good game in Denver, but Denver, like, the Broncos' defensive line destroyed the Texans' offensive line. And that should have been a game where the Broncos came away with a win. And so... I feel like a huge advantage to the Redskins in this game. Yeah, it's not going to be one of those real high-profile games uh, compared to some of the other games on the board here, but this is, it, it, you're right, it is a real interesting one. It's its very rare that we make uh, a team uh, a road favorite that isn't uh, you know, one of the top-tier teams, at, which I don't consider the, the, the Texans yet one of the top tier teams Agreed. and here they are laying points on the yeah so so if there's any value on this one it's going to be on the Redskins but for the casual fan uh they're going to they're going to bet the Texans so this line is just more reflective of where um kind of the public the the casual fan is going to come in and bet and uh we are we are going to see a ticket count of about 3 to 1 Texans to Redskins I don't think we want to go to three because we're just inviting all these sharp guys that kind of had a field day last week. They're going to have a field day with some of these lines that are on key numbers this week. So another game where I'd prefer to stay at two and a half and not bounce back and forth to three. Where do you think the wise guys are going to come in on this game? On the Redskins. Yeah. I I mean, it's really it, it really should be... Redskins minus one, minus one and a half. That should be the kind of the true line, the raw number. It's, it, it, it's inflated a little bit to account for where we feel the public is going to come in on this game. And uh, as we talked a lot before, there's not a lot of value in the line movement once you're in between those minus three numbers of both teams, minus three on the road, minus three at home. That kind of area in the middle of minus one, road team minus one home team 
you know, we bounce back and forth quite a bit off of just a little money because you have less chance of getting middled. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, I might have just bet the Redskins plus three. Your attention, please. Wow. Chad is making a bet. Allegedly. Uh, I'm glad we amuse you like we are. <laughs> like we're clowns. It's like I'm listening to the podcast for the first time. <laughs> Thanks for that, Scooch. Listen, the, ne- the next game is huge. And I- <laughs> we got to be serious for a second. Okay? Can we be serious? I'll try. Can we commit? We got serious news. Hugh Jackson has been signed as a special assistant to the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals right now are five-and-a-half-point dogs to the Ravens. We don't know the status of Joe Flacco. I can't believe you posted this number to begin with. But now you are leaving yourselves open to Hugh Jackson coming in and redefining what happens in that Bengals Offensive meeting room. How have you not closed the gap on this number, Scooch? We we didn't hang it. We we this game's off the board right now. Well, you're doing the right thing. We, yeah, yeah, we have to wait on this one. We got we got battered Flacco. Hey, battered Flacco! Boy, it's been a while since we talked about him, right? Yeah, he's been he's been healthy. Remember the battered Flacco? For those who don't know, in the previous uh, incarnation of this podcast, uh, back when it was at on ESPN, Scooch uh, and I talked about, uh, he mentioned that Joe Flacco was battered and he said something like battered Flacco. And it always struck us as funny and it struck a lot of people who listen as funny. So we decided it sounded a little bit like a fish, like a fish dish. So Scooch actually asked the chef at the Orleans to make a dish called battered Flacco. And uh, he made what, Scooch? Do you remember? I remember. Uh, well, it wasn't. It turned out not to be a fish. No, it turned it out wasn't. to be like a like a flank. St- yeah. It, it was like a flank steak. Panko crusted like chimichurris. Yeah. Panko, yeah, 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 yeah. Panko crusted, <laughs> uh, fried flank steak with a chimichurri sauce. Yeah, exactly. It was the battered flag. <laughs> yep. Sounds amazing. I love some of that And it was good, right too. I'll tell you yeah. that. Yeah. It was really good. Yep. I never got a chance to sample it. Um, all right. So then we'll move on because you've done the right thing. Uh, and now that Hugh Jackson is there, you're going to have to completely reconsider. Pittsburgh Steelers, five and a half point favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Steelers are a steam train a-rolling. Boy, this game a month yeah. ago is like... Wow. Talk about what this game would have been a month ago and and just how much you've changed the ratings on both of these teams. Steelers five and a half at Jacksonville right now. Yeah, there's probably about a good five, six point uh, difference in both numbers where we've adjusted Jacksonville down and, and the Steelers up. So uh, th- this line probably would have been close to a pick em, uh or, or minus one either side. But uh, definitely, we and, and we actually thought we were hanging this game high Similar to last week when we when we hung the Steelers high against the Panthers, and, and the sharp guys took uh, took the Panthers and, and drove that line down, 
I thought we were going to be high on this one, and the sharp guys are not driving it down. So as I'm looking at it, I, I, I'm going to go to six right now. So Pittsburgh Ooh. minus six. Got a line there. Nice. You're going to six right now. You want that wise right guy now. money. You want that wise guy money on the Jags. I have to keep moving this one because we we know where the where the public is going to be on this one, uh, and you know that's why bookmaking is a, is a lot of just field. You don't want to go too far. Like I just said last week, we gave way too much back on the on the home dogs to some of the sharp guys. But I want to see at what point they'll take that number. So you have to keep inching it up to kind of see where that point of resistance is. And, and so far I haven't seen it, so I'm going to keep going up. Hopefully I don't have to go up to seven, but uh, we'll, we'll see what they do with the six. I wonder if you'll get a play. Like, remember the last time we talked about this, you changed a number in like 30 seconds you started getting hit. And that should have been an indication, and it wasn't. That's why I said I don't think we did a great bookmaking job because we did. <laughs> we got hit right away. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Carolina minus four at Detroit. Another... Look, you're tempting me here, right? Like, yeah, the Redskins. Um, you tempted me with Seattle as a short, less than a field goal favorite. You hooked me with the Redskins at plus three. You did not get me yet with Jacksonville at plus six. You're not going to get me at Detroit plus four. And the public wants nothing to do with the Lions uh, right now. They, they, they've been drawing just fewer and fewer bets each week. The Panthers, even with the loss against uh, the Steelers, are drawing a lot of action from the public, and we're seeing about a 5-1 to one clip. So that game really didn't sway too many of the, the, the betters. It's just, a, I guess, a bet against Detroit more than a bet on the Panthers. But this is going to be all Carolina. I, I could see this number going up. I'm not going to move it yet because I, we're, we're pretty high in comparison to the rest of the numbers around town. I think there's still some Carolina minus 3.5s out there. We're at minus four already, so we're high. But I could see this line going up. It wouldn't surprise me. When do you think the wise guys come in and take the lines? They're they're probably looking for at least a four and a half or 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 a five and a half. But uh, I mean, they they haven't taken it yet, and uh, and we've been at four for a couple of days now. So it doesn't look like they're going to take the four. I mean, Jacksonville is going to become one of those games. I'm looking back at that number now. Comparing the two since they're right next to each other. Um, yeah. It's going to be one of those games where, like, Sunday morning, it's going to be at six and a half or seven, and I'm going to have to fight myself not to take that game. <laughs> well, you know, we, we hung the same line last week, the Falcons and the Browns. If you remember, that the Falcons were a four-point road favorite, and we just kept creeping up, and then by game day, it was six and a half. So... Yeah, but the Steelers are much better than the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons stink. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Yeah, you just don't like the Falcons, do you? Well, I don't. Um, <laughs> well, it's just so obvious when they're going to be in a bad spot and won't be able to, to produce, right? And it's also obvious yeah. when they're going to be in a good spot. There's never been a team to me that is more transparent than the Falcons. For example, let's move on to the next game. The Falcons are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home of course I'm going to bet the Falcons. Like, it's way out of whack now because you've got a Cowboys team that just beat the Eagles in prime time. You've got a Falcons team that lost to the Browns. Like, of course this line is a little bit deflated. I'm going to bet the, the Falcons. Like, they're getting back at home. Yeah. Like, come on. Yep. 
Yeah, you look at this line just two weeks ago, and you're looking at Falcons four and a half, and and probably moving up to five and a half. But one game shouldn't make that much of a difference. You know, the the Falcons losing to the Browns and the Cowboys beating the Eagles shouldn't be that big of an adjustment. Uh, so three is right where the line really really should be. I know there's th- three three and a halves. Um, the public will kind of like seeing the the Cowboys at a plus, thinking that they're they're kind of a better team than what they are based on one game. Uh, but uh, I, I think the uh, the ticket count will still be slightly favoring the, the the Falcons in this one. Can I wait on this game? Do you think it'll go to three? Yeah, yeah. So so if you want to lay three, you can lay three. You can probably lay three a couple places already right here in town. So, all right, gonna keep an eye out on that one. I love this next game. I love. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I don't know. You make me laugh. Do I amuse you? <laughs> like a well, my clown. I'm what? here for your amusement. What am I, a clown? <laughs> I won't. You know what would be funny? What? You and I should, like, do a reenactment of that movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, get to be, I get to be Ray Liotta, and you get to be Joe Pesci. Okay. <laughs> how, just of their scenes. How funny would that be? That'd be hilarious. As Absolutely soon, hilarious. As soon as we stop being a podunk startup and we get, you know, legitimized and we're a huge, massive company... I'm coming out there with like Marty Scorsese. I call him Scorsese, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm coming out with Marty, probably Bobby, Bobby D. <laughs> and, um, you know, they'll just be extras. And uh, maybe we'll let Marty do some DP work. And um, we are going to shoot the freak out of some of those scenes. Right uh, up until great. you get killed. That's a sad part for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, yeah, let's skip that part. Yeah. You know, that's no fun. No fun yeah. at all. No. Um, Tennessee at Indianapolis. I see the Colts as two-point this, favorites. What do you have? Interesting game. Yeah, we have we have the Colts at uh, two and a half. And uh, actually, I'm going to go down to one and a half right now. Here we go. Wise guys are coming in on Tennessee, right? All over Tennessee. Freak and, me, and, man. I saw this pu- line open yesterday, and I wanted to bet it, and I forgot. Oh, I love the Titans in this game. Yeah, th- this is, this is to me, the most intriguing game on the board because how can you not like Tennessee after the last couple of weeks, and especially with the, you know, and I keep, I, don't, I, I always say you, you can't put too much into just one game, but this is back-to-back games where Tennessee, if – if you know Mariota's healthy, this team is really good, and they're going on the road. The only thing we can hope for is a bit of a letdown here. Uh, as soon as we made this line, just based on the on the power rankings and you know the method that we used to come up with the lines, we knew it was too high. So we hung two and a half, adjusting off the the line came out three, and we just dropped it down to two and a half. And the first bet out of the gate when we hung the line Sunday night. Was was Tennessee plus two and a half, and 
yeah, it, it just doesn't pass the eye test here. We know that the public is going to be on Tennessee, and this is kind of our worst case where the public and wise guys are on the same same team. So we're going to be in big Indianapolis fans, so might as well move this game really quickly. I don't think uh, Tennessee is the type of team that has letdowns. It doesn't look like it, huh? They don't look like a team that they're just not. They don't seem like an emotional team. You know, they have the makeup of their quarterback. Like Mariota, he's like a robot out there. And I'm not saying he's like a great quarterback, um, but I'm saying he's a pretty unemotional quarterback. And Vrabel seems to be pretty unemotional and pretty cool as a customer. And so I'm not looking at a team that is going to come out and be flat. I think they feel like they're recognizing how good they can be and they're playing an inferior team, um, and this is a big opportunity to uh, advance the cause, especially separating themselves from the Jags and staying pace with the Texans because the Texans will probably lose to the Redskins. Then all of a sudden they're tied for first. I think that's how they see this. I'm with you 100%, and uh, there's a a few teams coming out of a real big game where you just haven't seen those letdowns. (laughs) These teams don't – there's no letdown anymore. And uh, and but ten- Tennessee is a team that seems to be getting better and better each week. So I think if anything, they were inspired by last week's win, and they may even come out better this week. I agree. Uh, hey, listen, we're coming up on the corner TV game. It would be this game if not for the game after this. But Tampa Bay uh, <laughs> at the New York Giants. Giants are one. They were picked yesterday. Obviously, bookmakers afraid of the public money coming in after their huge, huge road win against the Niners last night. All right. <laughs> it was an entertaining game to watch, but uh, we, we actually we hung the Giants minus one in this one, and you're right. Nobody's, nobody's going to bet this one. Corner TV game, Buccaneers. I'm off this Buccaneer team. They, they disappoint me. Yes. They really disappoint me. But... Glad to hear you say that. Because <laughs> you're not the kind Absolutely. of guy who gets uh, overly emotional. And so when you say you're off a team... It means you're off a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and this is one of them. So your, your face we're not is spending off any team. time on it. <laughs> next game. Well, the next game really is a corner TV game. I think Oakland, Oakland, Arizona. Arizona's a four-point favorite. They really are the corner TV game. We just wonder how much we have to keep adjusting the Raiders because now people just automatically put whoever the Raiders are playing, that's the first team in their parlay. It's, it's, like, the, it's like the free spot on your bingo card in the center of the card. <laughs> we have, we have, I'm not kidding you, we have six tickets on the Raiders. Seriously? <laughs> six. That's yeah. worth an, that's, that's an instant tweet right there. That's that's what that is. Do you know what Twitter is? I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, that is insane. Well, look, Derek Carr now continues to have a habit of uh, throwing the ball away and spiking it on fourth down. <laughs> yeah. What do you do about the Raiders? Like, how much have you adjusted them at this point? 
uh, well, it's, it's another point, point and a half each week. Uh, just based on, I mean, they're not even they're not even in these games. Um, and at some, at some point, we're just trying to keep adjusting until we get some money on the Raiders. There was no wise guy money on the Raiders last week, and that's that's scary. You know, and, and crossing over 10, 10 and a half, 11, 11 and a half. I mean, these are big, big numbers. And they were, you know, on the at home and getting that. And when the sharp guys aren't taking it, then that's a real problem. Yeah. I mean, as we know, I'm a sharp. And I didn't bet the Raiders at plus 10 last weekend. But yep. were the wise guys betting the Chargers at minus 10 last weekend? Uh Towards the, it was on game day, so there was there were some bets on the, uh, but it wasn't it wasn't overwhelming. You know, there's different levels of the sharp guys coming in. They have different opinions. You know, they have real strong opinions when they come in just blasting with both fists, and then there's some that is just kind of more or less a, a taste. And uh, so it wasn't it wasn't full plays, but they were more on the on the Chargers than they weren't on the Raiders at all. So if they were standing at a buffet. It's not like they're going two plates and piling it on. It's more like it's like they're going to try it knowing that they can go back if they like it a lot. There you go. That's a good analogy. What do they call that? A soup son? <laughs> You're getting too fancy on me now. S-O-U-P-C-O-N with that sort of interesting accent over the C. Okay, speaking of the Chargers, uh, you know what? Listen. I've tried to bring some class to this podcast. Like, remember when we had the long discussion about string music? Do you remember that? Yep. It's lovely, right? Yeah. Yeah, a little classical music. Now you're hitting me with two songs. Oh, look at you, knowing how to pronounce it. Denver on the road at the LA Chargers. The Chargers are minus seven. It's a Chargers team. I've been on them all season long. All season long. You are ahead of the curve. <laughs> That's what I do. You are. And uh, actually, I'm I'm actually moving a money line now up to minus $4 because uh, as we're, we're as we're talking, we're getting some big bets. <laughs> are you really? On, on the Chargers, yeah. What kind of money? Tell me. Uh, like to win to win 10,000 on money line. Woo! Yeah. Ten dimes. Yep. Smackaroonies. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of cake, a lot of cash, <laughs> a lot of size Johnny. You know how size Johnny. <laughs> so the, yeah, I agree with you on this Charger team. They are just like the, the, the Steelers in the public's mind right now. They're just going to keep laying these numbers on the Chargers until until they disappoint them. And, uh, yep. No, but, but, but what are the wise guys going to do here? Cause that line feels big. They're not, you know, they, they did take the seven early in the week. They took, uh, seven, even money. We went to plus seven minus 20 early on, but it's been all chargers since mainly from, from the public. Uh, but now the the sharp guys have kind of slowed down, and if anything, there's more more money on the Chargers, even from the uh, even from the wise guys on this one. So this is going to be interesting. I'm not going to get off seven. I'm just gonna just gonna move the money on this one. Um, 
we did get a, a pretty big bet on, like I just said, on the money line. So um, they at least see that uh, they're not going to lose the games, and that was from that was from a pretty sharp guy. Wow. But I don't see the Broncos. But I mean, I can only hope that we get a couple of seven-point underdogs winning the game straight up again, like we did last week. But I don't, I don't see it in this one. Well, I didn't bet the game yet, you know. So I'm just saying. Why are you chuckling at me? <laughs> you bet a lot of games. I bet two games so far today. I bet the Reds. I bet the Redskins plus three, and I yeah. also bet the Seattle Seahawks. Right. That's what I oh, did. Okay. But the Seahawks, and I bet the seems Redskins like more. Are. You said you're going to be betting. That's that's probably going to be betting. Well, I feel like yeah. I'm probably going to bet the Falcons, but I want to get it at three. I'm. I would like to bet the Titans, but I feel like I've missed the best of the number. Um, this one is interesting to me. The New Orleans Saints uh, required comment that I bought them as a Super Bowl favorite at eighteen to one. They're now at six to one. Correct. Right, I bought them at eighteen one. Who does that? Wise guys. They're eight point favorites over the Eagles. I I don't see anybody betting the Eagles in this game. Wise guys are going to stay away from it. Fans are going to bet the Saints. Absolutely, it's a it's another game, just like the Chargers. You're going to lay in huge points. People are going to be all over the uh, uh, the Saints. They're going to tease them down to one or two, and they're going to bet the Saints on the money line. Um, you know, everything is just pointing towards uh, the Saints. I mean, they racked up 50 points last week. And and there's no letdown in this uh, Saints team, even coming off of big wins like against the Rams. And um, so the, the public is just going to ride this train too. So if it comes in, Saints, Steelers, and Chargers, we're cooked. Saints, Steelers, and Chargers. Saints. Yeah, the three-team deadly parlay. Saints, Steelers, and Chargers. Those are going to be really big favorites um, on Sunday. Oh, my God. You are in trouble. <laughs> I feel like we are. You really <laughs> Coming are. off our best Sunday, we're just going to give it all back next week. Oh, my God. Well, let's talk about the biggest game of the weekend. Biggest game okay. of the year so far. Yeah. Monday night football. Dun, 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 dun. Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Visiting the lot, well, not visiting. They're playing the Los Angeles Rams in Mexico City. The field looks atrocious. The air quality is disgusting. The elevation is seventy five hundred feet. The Rams' defense is not very good. They do not have pass rushers. Marcus Peters, I think, is a fraud. He was traded by the guy he's playing against because they know how bad he is. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs plus two and a half. <laughs> the, uh, the, the public agrees with you 100%. I'm a, I'm a little shocked at how, how fickle the public can be sometimes. As, as much as we need whoever the Rams are playing every single week, and for them to be on the Chiefs at about a four to one clip here um, tells me I'll take the Rams. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yep. 
Yeah. No, the only thing, honestly, the field concerns me because when you have a team that, uh, that, that relies on the type of offense that you need some good footing and that, that does, that, that is a little bit of a concern. And we've seen it in the past in, in Mexico city with, uh, some of the games down there where it's like playing on, a, on mud. So, uh, that, that concerns me, but otherwise I, I think I like the Rams here. Oh my God. You've just so completely <laughs> thrown me for a loop. Like I was so ready to go all in on KC. I'm so anti well, the Rams defense right now. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I, I mean, I could see you, you made a good point about how they, you know, they, they make a lot of these games a lot closer than what they should be. The Rams, you know what the Rams offense can do, but, um, a, a lot of these games, even against very weak teams are a lot closer than what they should be. I mean, the Rams should be winning like the Saints are winning, but, you know, by 20, 30, 35 points. Also, the Chiefs' defense is just getting so much better. Yeah, they started out a little slow, but they, they are improving every week. You sure you so want to do this? I mean, it's... It... <laughs> you sure? About the Rams? Yeah. Me? Yeah. I like the Rams, yeah. Well, then, why don't we put uh, your medal to the test and play yeah, and make a it... little game I like to call Scooch Roulette. Okay. I wish that there was a way to vote for uh, music in podcasts. Do they have, like, podcast awards? I'm looking at the two hipster mats like who produced the podcast do they have podcast awards for best interstitial music they said no they no. don't have that <laughs> well they should let's, let's get a writing campaign going i think we i think we we put a lot of thought and time into that music we want this to be sort of candy for the ears and i feel like uh i feel like they did a really nice job on that i just want to commend them publicly Hey, just incidentally, not to change the subject, but we are taking some bets on Jacksonville at plus six. So we, uh, you know, we did move that line from five and a half to six early in the podcast, and uh, we took some some pretty big bets. So uh, that's good. It's good to know. You felt like that news was more important than <laughs> acknowledging You're... the people who produced the podcast. <laughs> no, uh, I'm sorry, Matts. <laughs> I think Scooch is getting a really big head. What is your <laughs> what, what is your Scooch roulette pick? You go first. You won last week. I pushed. I had Jacksonville. Okay. I I might have to just go with the Rams. Oh no! Oh my God! Yeah. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> Why? That is just such a high profile. Like you're gonna have so much on that game. It's gonna, it's gonna. Ugh, you're gonna be thinking about We're that game, need- and then you're gonna be like, "I need the Rams so badly." And then I also got them in Scrooge Roulette. If I lose this game, <laughs> it's gonna be like a double whammy, 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 no whammy. <laughs> yep. It will. Yep. Yep. I gotta tell you, it's tough. Uh I think I'm ah, 
I like the Redskins plus three, but the Texans off a bye. I think the Texans are so overvalued here. Hugh Jackson is really making me consider the Bengals no matter what the number is. Um, what line are you seeing there? Someone's got to post it at five and a half. Wow. Dum-dums. They're yeah. dum-dums. Yep. God, I love Tennessee. Tennessee looks good. Yeah. Don't try I to... just could. I would have I played them, but I just, you know, I, I, I screwed myself out of a point. I went from one, two and a half down to one and a half, so... No no value there. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I only liked it at two and a half. I think I'm going to go with the Falcons. Are you at three or three and a half? I'm at three minus 20. So, yeah. All right. I'm going with the Falcons at minus three. There you go. That is called scrutinizing. It's called shopping. <laughs> it's called doing the best thing you can do to make the best possible decision. Yep. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad... Millman, he is Bob Scucci. Go download our free, free, free app. You can see everything we're talking about. All the lines. Action Network app. Follow us at Action Network HQ. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on Friday when Blackjack comes in and we're going to talk about the five picks for the Westgate Las Vegas super contest where we're going to win $1.4 million. We're getting close, people. We are getting so close. Make sure you listen. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you.